0: And gentlemen, welcome back to the Two One Five Seamer Podcast. Hopefully, my audio is a little bit better this time than it was the last few podcasts. But welcome back nonetheless. Uh, got the usual crew here, Dylan and Matt. Boys, how was the last week?
1: Could have been better. <laughs> could have been better. Yeah. Phillies wise, could have been better.
0: <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, what do you want to talk about today?
1: Well, the first the first thing I think we got to talk about hundred percent is you know what are these phillies doing like you know I, I don't I don't know if you guys saw there was a tweet that got put out today uh by uh what's his name i think his name's foley um oh, okay, yeah you know who i'm talking about the and and he's basically like the phillies over the last 10 games are five and five or like the last 20 games are 10 and 10 and the last 50 games, 50 and 50 in the last 200 oh, yeah, games, yeah. 200 and 200. And I'm just like, you know what? This is really saying something <laughs> for the amount of money that we're spending on this team. Like, I mean, not us, but like, I mean, yes, us. Cause you know, we spend the, if you go see a game, buy any of the food, any of the concessions, like, like what are they doing? I mean, hundred bucks. yeah. I mean, you know, they got shut out twice by the Padres, you know, Not that the Padres are a bad team, no disrespect to the Padres, but it's
2: a hapless effort, and it's weird to see, especially after last weekend.
1: Yeah, and you know, like they're getting shut out three nothing in the game one, and they got shut out two nothing in the finale. That's like that's only a few. They're not giving up a lot of runs. Like the pitching is not like you know. You're looking at the pitching, like the bullpen and the starting pitching.
0: This this this, five runs in that series.
1: I know, And, and you know, and the Phillies only scored was it
0: a. In game cool. two,
1: yeah, like that's pathetic. Like not to be like, <laughs> you know, really hard on them, which I think people need to be harder on them. I don't know, but I it's think just- you
2: do. I think you do. I think it's a weird thing with you have Castianos and you have and you have these big ticket names, but I was still think,ing as good as Gene was, and it's a weird shock, right? It's a weird shock to the system from going from Dodgers to Padres. For whatever reason, it's a tale to you know two teams against these Southern California teams, but I really think the catalyst is Bryce. And even when Bryce is going one for four, it's an energy in the lineup. Yeah, and that energy has just been.
1: What do you guys think? I think it's just been lacking. I I agree, but it's also like, you know, when we came into this when we came into this season, like the first week, you know, first ten games of the season. Everyone was like, oh, the next guy up attitude. It was like super positive, like mm-hmm. super proactive about just, you know, being the best. And and I feel like that's gone away completely. I don't know. It just like, it, it feels like no one is, is stepping up in any way. Sure as hell not Roman Quinn. <laughs> and don't, like Roman oh. Quinn shouldn't be on a major league roster at all. No, he shouldn't be. And, you work. know, I've I've been, you know... I go-
0: Starting field. What? Starting field.
1: I know. Well, he, I mean, who who else are you going to put there? I mean, like you have other people you could put there. It's just Joe Girardi won't put them there. Like I don't understand why Veerling or nice. Musiati aren't up. I know I get that they weren't hitting any better, but I don't know. 170, 180 seems a lot better than 120. I don't know about you guys. It's just like
2: it's like a reverse home run threat with Roman Quinn. On I mean, the off chance he gets on base,
1: he's going to steal two. But that happens so very unfrequently. I don't think know? I've ever seen Roman Quinn steal two two bags in a game. Because he's never on. Well, no, no. It's not even that he's never on. It's just when he does get on, he overruns the bag and gets tagged out. That's also Because
2: awesome.
1: he doesn't know how to run the bases. He might be fast, but like, you know – Right now, the fastest player in Major League Baseball is Bobby Witt Jr. You know, and or Tim LaCastro on the Yankees. It's you know, rad. those those are the two fastest guys you got in the league. And you know, when when and, and Roman Quinn has the speed, but he has does not have the skill. Like he doesn't, and you know, he's making fielding errors or just not even fielding the ball correctly at all at all in the outfield. It's just it looks like he doesn't know how to play the, the game of baseball. Two-thirds of the outfield looks like they don't know how to play the outfield.
2: It's pretty rough looking at the outfield. I and mean, then you know, I think there was this past week, where, was his had a oh, well,
0: dive. Went right under his glove. I was yeah. at that
2: game. It was hilarious. I mean, it was hard to watch, but it's it's hilariously bad at some times. It's like the Three Stooges. And then you have Castellanos, who's like this, making everything look supremely difficult mm-hmm. on the like normative fly ball. Castellanos
0: try to get under a fly ball and track a fly ball is like a there's like a comedy show it's, it's, a, it's, it's like, funny cuz you know so one arm's going one way he's falling over himself and then he like he finally ends up catching the ball um i mean he is really awkward
1: he, when he moves around in the field the <laughs> throwing
2: motion is like he's playing cricket i mean it's just a <laughs> stiff arm i don't
1: you know not. i was i was expecting him to to look a lot like or just like mirrored Jason Worth in the way that he mm-hmm. moved around a lot. But I feel like Jason Worth has basically inhabited Alec Bohm in a lot of ways, yeah. just like the way that he moves around. And then Nick Castellanos is just his own thing. I mean, Nick, Nick Castellanos was pretty much like him and Schwarber were supposed to, you know, go on and off with the DH. You exactly. weren't supposed to see them both in the outfield all the time. And it's just because of this Harper thing, you know, we're going to be stuck with this for the next six to eight weeks, basically.
2: I think we're going to be stuck with it all season. I don't think Harper is going to throw until at least August because he's got well, a UCL yeah. tear. We've seen with yeah. pitchers, best
1: case is 60 day DL, shut it down rehab.
2: Yeah. I mean that's cases, true. Yeah.
1: I mean, at least he can still swing the bat. Like I'm hoping that, you know, within the next, you know, I think that they really minimized, you know, the return post the shot thing because they said he was going to be back by Tuesday of this week and it's Friday and he's not in the lineup. Like what's, what's the deal with that? Like, I get he got the maybe shot. Like,
0: At some point this series, even if it's just as a pinch hitter, uh, I don't know if he's ready to, you know, take at-bats yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe he finds a way to just gut it out and, you know, he plays on Sunday. But um, like, yeah, right. Like, Good day started him. Possibly being back Tuesday or Wednesday was just completely I wrong. That,
1: I really thought that that was just—I mean, like to me, getting that type of shot for that type of injury, just like it seemed way too fast. Like there's yeah. no way, like that that shot is going to be able to do what it needs to do. So, like, I mean, what? I'm just I'm just hoping he's back for Atlanta. To be fair, like whatever happens, we could we could feasibly not do well against the dodgers in these next three games i don't think that's going to be the case but like i think we're going to at least get maybe one if not two wins this this series i think we might like i really do you
2: guys called it last series i had my doubts and we went in and just ran i really the thought they were
1: going to sweep it last last week i really sure. had a good feeling and they should have they really should have they had the chance to get that fourth game and it just went completely to shit but you know it's Corey. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's but you know, this time around, I think that they're gonna still do well. I think that regardless, you know, the Dodgers just, you know, got a little bit of a confidence booster by playing the diamondbacks. Like, congratulations, you won five games in a row, you know, because you snagged a, a, a late upset against the Phillies and then a four
0: You know, the Canabler, he uh he allowed <laughs> them to win that game. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, he,
1: he wanted to yeah. give his old team one win before he left
0: so yeah. Uh, who's their second baseman man and ever and then oh, was runs, Gavin, scored that he and was scene? horrible yeah.
1: that series Do- dodgers fans were was... literally calling for a demotion on twitter like he people was were going so bad. crazy no, he, he's been bad he's like been doing this stuff all season Has so he? far yeah he's a he, huge he, prospect right or he he's, was he's a, a huge prospect no no he is he is a huge prospect so. and he he's supposed to be like the future at second base i mean I don't know if you actually need him. I mean, you got, like, Trey Turner. Like, he can play, you know. I would have put Chris Taylor at something. Yeah, Chris Taylor. Yeah. yeah, but I think, like, Chris Taylor, like, I mean, he's old. He's, like, 33, 32. Like, I mean, he's not,
0: like. He yeah, was a big deal, though, right before the uh, lockout started. Who, Taylor? Yeah, That's
2: what surprised me. I thought he would want to go thought... somewhere and play every day. But if yeah. you're going to go in and try and win chip. But that's another. Yeah lot yeah, the Dodgers can
0: play like eight different positions Muncie, uh, Bellinger, Taylor and they're not Turner, all first basemen
1: they're not all Trey first basemen like no. the
0: Phillies Yeah. yeah.
1: so um,
0: <laughs> I did want to talk quickly about the Phillies defense though because mm-hmm. absolutely dare I say the defense has met maybe even exceeded our expectations a little bit I was saying that not, from the beginning. They're not the expectations were games. so low.
1: Too
0: the expectations the were thing. so low for this team <laughs> that I think it might be a pleasant su- su- surprise that you know this team has not been you know, themselves in the foot as frequently as we thought they might. <laughs> exactly,
1: I I agree completely with that. I think that their defense has not been too much of fact, but I also think that that is you know attributed a lot to the, gr- the great pitching that we've been getting. I really do think that the starting pitching and, and even the relief pitching at times has been pretty good and, and pre- like, well, really on it, starting pitching has really come into form and they're really, you know, stretching out, pitching into the seventh inning, you know, even the eighth inning sometimes. And I think that that's like a big reason why, you know, the defense has been as good as it's been in a lot of ways. But, you know, I think that, uh, this team is, this team is so much better than it actually. <laughs> That's
2: what it, the frustrating thing is. It's so it's, much better than
1: they play. You know, I mean, like, I, I'll give it to them. They have one of the hardest first two months out of a, almost any team I've that, that I've seen, like, schedule-wise. And, you know, the fact that they're hovering around 500, you know, if they can get out of May, like we were saying, I think it was last episode we were saying, if they can get out of May at 500, or better, like, it would be an achievement. Like, yeah, we
0: have to play. the Mets 78 times. Well, we're always going to have to play them 78 times.
1: <laughs> Not until next yeah, year no, will that like, kind of change. Played them,
0: we played them, like, 20 times in our first, like, 21 games. Like, yeah.
1: I was expecting better from the Phillies against the Mets, to be fair. But, like, the thing is, you know, the curse yeah, of – I know. I told you, dude. Weeks. Queens is Six cursed. Weeks. Queens awesome. is cursed. It's you know, it's like DeGrom is still hear. out. No timetable for him. Six to eight weeks, maybe for Scherzer. Scherzer literally left that game. And was like, oh, it's not going to be that big of a deal. I hope we caught it early. Six to eight weeks. I'm like, bro,
2: what? And it seems <laughs> like it's one of those. When door still sucks too. Yeah, when the still door's sucks. hitting two thirty. <laughs> oh, that that is beautiful to hear. I wanted to add super quick. And we can get to other topics. On the defense, though, I think it's a lot. One, I think we shift well. Two, I think looking at Stott, Boehm's been much improved. That's I love to see that. I think we all like to see that. But Stott, who they had questions about in the minor leagues, are his feet quick enough to play shortstop? Has been, like, startlingly
1: good. Superb, superb fielding from Stott. Like, I mean, he's great in the field, terrible at the plate right now. I don't know what to do about it. I, I don't think he's ready.
0: He's still got time left because it's not yeah. like D.D. will be back tomorrow. We know whenever D.D. goes on the IL, it goes from a week to a month to two months to, you know, <laughs> now he's, he's shut down and then all of a sudden he's day to day and then there's a bit of swelling and that takes another two weeks. So.
2: And <laughs> he blames the vaccine for like his injury and hitting
1: below 200, but that's, a, that's another thing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that that's. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but <laughs> like, you know, I think that we just need a healthy DD back, just just healthy shortstop period that can yeah. actually perform and do what they need to do. That would be nice. Um, obviously, I really would love an actual outfielder. To be fair, I mean, I mean, Moniac started his rehab today. He's starting his rehab in Single A today, so yeah, I think that's a really good sign.
0: Like. Is next week a fair timetable to put on that? Do you guys think?
2: Mm-mm. No, I'd, I'd think give, two. I think I yeah. think it's going to
0: be at
1: least two weeks. Um, but you know, it it, it it really depends on it really depends on him. And I mean, I could see Moniac not coming back until June,
0: like realistically. But like yeah, it I all the way down to single A, which was kind of I don't know if there's anything there, but it was a little.
2: Is it Jersey Shore? I'm assuming it's not. They're not sending them, like the golf league, right?
1: No, it's like, isn't it the okay, Threshers? Oh,
2: yeah. Is it? Then that's the golf league. I'm hoping it's the Blue Claws. I think that's what they're called. They're yeah, like the high age. La- Lakewood? Shore. Was it Lakewood?
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's probably like the Blue Claws, and then he'll go to Redding, and then and then Lehigh. Hopefully after that. Do you guys think that Mickey
2: Moniak has? And this is just like a, a wish upon a star, but. With the power, and it's a perfect situation he's coming into. Is we don't really have a centerfield situation. Do you guys think that he has like early career Jock Peterson potential? Like, well, since I range. since I
1: hate Jock Peterson with okay. a passion, I didn't know that. No, I just don't like Jock Peterson okay. well. <laughs> for so many other reasons.
0: Okay. <laughs> Jock Peterson, is, My wow. man. <laughs> he was compared to uh, Christian Yelich, which uh, I was fine will. with. I would be fine
1: with that. Yeah. I would be more than fine yeah, with that be, because uh, that means we'll cool. get another MVP. So
0: um but yeah, you know,
1: I, I think he has yeah, the 26 homers, 25
0: homers, 11 homers, 25, 36. All while hitting like around 250. Uh yeah, yeah then, I mean like which
1: is hilarious <laughs> no but dude like I, I I would be very fine with Mickey Moniak hitting 250 with like 20 plus tw- 20 plus homers a season with, with with good fielding because we know he can field the ball so it's like he's definitely a capable fielder I have like I'm not worried about his ability in the outfield because he's he's very dynamic but like you know, him at the plate, you know, with his corrections and what we saw in spring training, I'm just hoping that that is going to continue when we see him, you know, in the majors inevitably. So it's like, what's, what's, it's really just like hoping for the best with him at this point, because he hasn't had like anything more than, you know, he's had like 40 at-bats here, 40 at-bats there and like a couple September call-ups, you know, I think that, you know, he really got his head on straight before the start of this season. And I think that, you know, his mentality was in the right place. And I just hope that he still, you know, he still has that. I hope it's not like, you know, where Stott felt he was the same way and then he just had a really rude awakening the first two weeks of the season, which is like I'm worried about if that might happen to Moniak. But I think Moniak got that out of the way last season. And like, and even in the COVID-shortened season as well, so like I'm hoping that like he got all he of that. He might. Yeah.
2: Sorry, get more time no. than Stott. Like he might even get like. I would hope so. Consistent at bats for Stott, and I get why Stott doesn't. You know, plays every other day. Moniak may play every day for a stretch because you're bringing him up. Conceivably, conceivably drop Flynn down. A
0: still left a few left lefties. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah, he is a left... Yeah, that's the other thing. He had a lot of lefties on the bench. Like, Stott, yeah. Was it Stott? <laughs> Stott, Oduble, and Moniac are both are, are all three lefties. <laughs> Technically, Camargo would be the only bench bat that is a righty. Um, Which, I think... Is Camargo a switch hitter? Yeah, I, th- I think it was a switch hitter. But he mostly hits right righty because, like, we need another right-handed bat Nothing in the lineup bad. because... Because besides Reese and I think Gene, they're the only other two righties I can think of. And maybe and, and JT. JT. Oh, Bone a righty as well. Yeah. Forgot about Bohm. But yeah. Still, but he's,
2: yeah. he's forgettable in the lineup. I get what you're
1: saying. Dude, well. But it's like Dude, I'm I love Bohm in the two-hole. Like I like I I you know, I'm so happy that that is. I'm also really shocked that Reese Hoskins has actually benefited from being the leadoff, strangely, at times. Like, I mean, he's been getting a hit every day. Oh, but,
0: yeah. he, he, he had like two broken bad hits yesterday.
1: Yeah. And then, like, like little
0: fly the outfield that no one caught.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Goes down as a line drive in though.
1: But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it might just be the Reese Hoskins streak we're getting right now, and it's going to end soon. I think we're
2: stepping into it, and then, yeah. like,
1: Saturday night,
2: you'll have, like, two homers tonight. And then Saturday, you'll <laughs> start, like, an over-30 streak. The couple.
1: He'll, he'll go for the golden sombrero like Kyle Schwarber did the other night, 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. That was – oh, my God.
0: Was, At some point, I don't know if we just expect him to hit homers and drive-in runs, but – I mean, he's still batting under 200. I don't know exactly what it's at now, but at some point he was brought in here to be a leadoff guy. He's probably not the leadoff guy anymore. I think he hit himself out of that. I think um, he's great in the six hole.
1: I think you just leave him in the six hole and he's yeah. fine. Or the five doesn't uh, matter. Still
0: like well. him to
2: hit higher though. I want to hear what you guys yeah. think about JT, because I, I have not a theory, but I have some concerns over what's going on. this timing when he's switching. Like, you, Darvish, just, you know, messed with his head, but they're saying, and you can see it, he's switching his damn leg kick every at-bat, which is just like you can't be thinking about the mechanics of your swing.
1: What do you yeah. guys think about, think about JT? I'm just I'm, – I, I guess I'm just wondering if he is hurt in any way like maybe it's maybe he's like adjusting for some reason I mean he played hurt a lot last year I mean he still did okay still did fine but it's just like I'm hoping he's not compensating because that's the type of player that he is that's the type of person he is because he's going to make the move from catcher to first base real quick if he keeps doing this stuff type of stuff you know and at that point what are we going to do with him and his contract when you got Reese Hoskins who's going to be a free agent in a couple of years you know what do we do with him? We can't put Reese Hoskins back in the outfield. Dear Lord, that would be a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, I guess you could DH him, but we can't really DH him if, if Harper comes back in, in a few days, you know, and he's gonna. we need the NL MVP to be our DH. I think we'll ride JT as catcher as long as it takes,
2: even sacrificing the offense, because I think he's so important to the pitching stuff, and maybe that's not a good thing, I'm not yeah. saying it is, but I think we're, we're going to ride JT as catcher or as long as Girardi's there for the next two years at least.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. I, I mean, I have no doubt. I think that JT should be playing catcher till at least he's 34, you know, at, you know unless, until you actually see some – He's not going to have knees. like. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is you don't need knees to play first base. That's all I'm
0: saying. Uh, like kind of came to be sort of thing here. And I'm not saying that I agree with this, but would you guys consider patching JT in a deal with Reese to get rid of his contract?
1: What do you mean, like put trading both of them together?
0: Trade both of them.
1: To for who? something insane. For for it who? Would have to be insane. It would have to so be like, like anything. Starter,
0: reliever, another catcher, an outfielder.
1: Well, it depends on who it is and it depends on how much we're getting in return because those are two pretty big contracts, two pretty, pretty big like guys to to lose on a team. Like I don't know who, who would you who would you, who would who would uh who would feasibly be your your catcher
0: and I, your first uh, baseman? Well, I don't know. That's the thing. Like you would probably, probably end good. up sliding Bohm over to first because that's I think that's we all know that's where he's gonna end up playing. Uh, the majority of his career. you probably stick Camargo at third. Uh, or Camargo would probably go first. Um, but I think you would have to get a catcher back in the deal, like a young catcher that you could plug and play immediately. Um,
1: the, only, the, only per, in. the only team I could think yeah. of that would do that, that has a young catcher prospect that's close to MLB ready, that needs a first baseman, is maybe the Red Sox or the Royals. Or the Giants would trade. Was the kid out of Kennesaw
2: State? Isn't there Bart, but they have another catching prospect, I thought, who's, like, waiting in the wings?
1: Or was it just Joey Bart? Joey Bart was, like, supposed to be, like, the second coming of uh, Buster Posey. And, I mean, he's up there right now, so it's, like – Um, I don't think they're going to get – they wouldn't trade – well, they might trade Joey Bart. Like, I mean, you know, if we're going to give them Real Luto. So, it's like –
2: I think we would have to be in full sell, though. I think we would have to be in full sell for the next two years. Like, And you guys have hinted at it, saying
1: if we start tanking and it's the trade deadline,
2: we'd be giving up on this year.
1: I know. And I I don't want to give up on this year because I still think, you know, with the amount of injuries that the Mets are going to have, there's no point in giving up on this year. And the Braves are not doing well. The Marlins are, you know, doing the floundering, pun intended. The uh, started bad last year, too. Up one in
0: the World Series.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, everyone in the NL East was bad until like, you know, maybe the last couple of months of the season. You know you know what I mean? Like it's just this division is really weird how it works. It feels like the season doesn't really start till like July thirty first in yeah. my eyes. <laughs> like I don't know. I mean, I don't, that's like, how we want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it that way, but that's kind of how it is in a lot of ways. Just because no one gets their act together until after the trade deadline or by the trade deadline. And I'm just like team
0: that you know they can just kind of hover around playing. Oh, not five hundred because you obviously have to. You don't want to leave too much yourself to catch up, but they don't have to play their best until maybe the middle of August uh, because if, if, at that point, if they're only a handful of games out of it, like, they can go on a run like that.
1: I know. you know, And, and they did last year, straight, so it's like...
0: 15 straight, yeah. They did it last year, so but their GM also went out and got help for them at the deadline last year, mm-hmm. and they were missing Acuna too, so their team, they're a dangerous team because they don't have to play their best to still feel good about themselves. Like, if the Phillies drop three straight, like, before you know it, that's five straight, and then yeah. they're eight out of their last ten, and then 12 of the last 15, 15 to 20, like, the Phillies just snowball. But yeah. They can't put together a win streak. Like yeah. They'll take two or three, and then drop three straight, and then sweep a team and then, you know, split a series with a below-average team.
1: They're if, they're so lucky, the Marlins, if they're lucky, the Marlins – if they're lucky, they split the series with the Marlins. Like, oh, dear Lord. So, so real. yeah, I mean, you know, this team – this team just really needs to get it together. Like, be Like, consistency, as you said, Connor, is just, like, one of the things that this team has not done in years. So, it's like – what, what are you going to do do, do? We do that? How do we, how do we get them? Consistent? It, I mean, it's it, a it, weird question. You know, I think, I think, I think part of it is injury. I think the injuries are part of it. And I also think that it's mentality from some of the players, like part of me really wants to get rid of a lot of the players that we've had for the last, you know, two or three years, just so we can like instill something new. But like, I'm, I'm not sure. Tr- I'm not talking about getting rid of JT or, like Bryce Harper or anything like that. Like, I want to keep those staples, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. Do we need Reese Hoskins? Do we need, you know, Didi Rigorius, Gene Segura? Like, I love Gene. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying I to think say we need Gene. I don't think we need D.D. The thing is, you I don't you know,
2: need the other two. I think we need Gene.
1: I think we need Gene as well because he's defensively the best player on the team. But, like, you know, I think that, You know, there's no trades that happen in baseball that are, like, one for one to help other teams become better. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to see, like, Reese Hoskins get traded to the Orioles for, like, Ryan Mountcastle. Like, a first baseman for a first baseman who are pretty, you know, like, they might be a couple years apart. Team controlled. Like, you're – that – May or may not benefit both teams. Like it might, you know, they might need a change of scenery, and that's the type of I thing think that Tampa happens. Bay might be
0: able to. Uh, like. Read
1: great team. Yeah, but like, who who are you gonna like? Who do you want from Tampa Bay? I mean, Tampa Bay's got a lot of good prospects, but like Wendell isn't is, on Tampa Bay anymore. Roger he's in Miami. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, yeah. I don't want. I don't. Need, I don't want Wendell though. I want I want
2: to. <laughs> It's interesting though. He went to Westchester. The the. Real Muto thing is interesting, though, because as good as he is and as valuable as he is to the team, if there was a stop behind Real Muto who was ready and it's, you know, two months from now and Muto is still struggling, I don't think it would be, like, such a, oh, my gosh, trade JT thing. I think it would be an actual, maybe even an actual conversation. Just as an yeah.
1: inside. I think it's interesting. I, I don't think it will happen. I think that if Dombrowski makes any uh, moves, it's going to be, you know – more holistic, not, you know, taking apart. I think I it's gonna it's gonna be more adding than subtracting. I mean, I'm just hoping that, you know, we can get rid of some of the pieces that, you know, we just don't need. Like we got a ton of outfielders. Like we don't need Oduble. We don't need Roman Quinn. We, we, we don't need if we if I if we could just package O'Duble and Roman Quinn for something, like anything. Like I I really would just take prospects at this point just to, like, move on from them and then just let the kids play, like, let Veerling play, like, every day or let Muziati come up. Like, I know Muziati's in A AA and A sometimes. Like, he goes back and forth, but it's, like, I really just, like, you know, I, it would be nice if we could just, you know, clean house of the Phillies that were here from, like, 2013 to 2017. I just don't want them anymore. Got it. And I feel like there's just this thing that doesn't need to be there anymore, but that's just me. Continuing where I was just, you know, I think they just need a clean house from like the old Phillies, like the old minor league system. I feel like, you know, with Mattingly coming in and, you know, overseeing the farm system, I think that, you know, they just need a new, they just need a, they just need new blood. And I feel like the old blood is just, Mixing with the new signings, and it's just not worth it. Also, I don't want to pay Reese Hoskins when he becomes a free agent. That's the other thing. I don't thing. think they will. I don't think Reese is going to either yeah, be I a Philly after this year. Yeah, I mean, I hope I, – like, you know, I'm glad we had him for what he was, but it's just, you know, I don't think he's conducive to the future of this organization. Like, financially or, you know, athletically. <laughs> I don't know how to say it any other way. We got 10 first basemen in the starting nine. Like yeah. I don't know to I know that doesn't make any sense, but that's literally, it's just, you know. It's it, a it's, weird conundrum to face
2: when, and I get it, you want to clean house with the old blood, but to get new players, it's that new blood in the not to keep saying blood like we're Twilight, but it's that new minor league prospect thing that's gonna get poached. You know what I mean? It's the new stuff coming up that is
1: really going to be the impetus for a trade. I know. And, and, you know, I don't want to give up, you know, players like the likes of Nick Abel or, you know, Andrew Painter. You know, like I don't want to give or even Marshawn or Logan Ohop. You know, it's just those are those are guys for the future. Like I see Ohop and Marshawn being like a great, you know, catching Back up, like back up and starting catching dynamic duo right there for the Phillies, seeing JT finish out his contract, his career most likely as a Philly, probably at first base, because we know that he can he can do that. He has the capability of doing that. And that's just how I see the organization going, you know, post Reese Hoskins. Um, you know, I just think that we have too many players for positions that we don't really need players for.
2: Oh, yeah, that it's should... a team of misfits. It's like the Sixers. You know, you can call and crawl about, oh, you have James Harden and you have Tobias Harris, It sucks. But you have these big-name players, but they're, they're, none of them fit at where they're supposed to be in baseball more than anything when you actually have to get on the damn field and play. You mm-hmm. have, you know, seven DH first basemen in the lineup.
1: <laughs> we're yeah, it's, it now. It's obscene. And it's just, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, that Stott isn't performing. It really is because, you know, I mean, we didn't know if he was going to be ready. We thought he was going to be ready because of spring training. But it's just, you know, it's unfortunate because it just feels like it's another Phillies prospect that isn't meeting expectations.
2: Yeah, but, like, he hasn't played at AAA. So I really think the Alec Bone thing, Double A AA to AAA is, I'm not going to say Bone's better than Stott in the long run. He's producing more right now. He's also seeing a lot more major league pitching. That's I think true. that's a really hard Far cry an expectation for someone to shoot from double A to, tri- to the major leagues when apparently the gap between triple A, which Stock King went down, was hitting like 300, 333, comes back up and it's hapless. and triple A in the bigs was so massive. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's
1: like Stock like still. It's it's yeah. It's
2: exactly.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I feel like the Phillies bullpen, you know, we got good arms in that bullpen that actually doesn't use them joe joe doesn't use it like like Bellotti i love Bellotti Bellotti is great he is you know was it um nick nelson sounds
0: like an italian car he
1: He might as well be he might as well be a sports car because he pitches like a sports car like you know the dude knows what he's doing Bellotti's great nelson has been great you know morales for the couple of innings that he was up at during the Dodgers. But, like, year.
2: he's not ready. Like, it's okay. Like, he'll be ready soon. But I
1: like, know. I, I hope that, you know, a yeah, full season in the minors. yo-yo guy. Good. Who?
0: Morales is going to end up being that yo-yo guy that, you know, they're going to call him up and he's going to have a bad outing and it's going to make his numbers bad. And then they're going to look at that after the year and be like, oh, he had a 70 RA in 15 innings. You know, let's – Let's DFA him and bring in some double-A reliever that we can throw in the bullpen <laughs> now for the exact same shit to happen. You so. know,
1: I, I, don't, I don't think that that'll necessarily happen after this year because Morales has been in the organization for a while, and he went from a starting pitcher to a closer. So it's like, it, it's kind of crazy how that's going to happen. And, you know, Morales could end up becoming the closing pitcher for the Phillies at some point, like a year or two from now. You know, it, it really depends. But, you know, there's a lot of interesting things that are happening within the farm system that is going to dictate, you know, the future of the Phillies organization as well as, like, what's happening on the field. I think that, you know, part of me, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I'm kind of okay if we moved on from Kyle Schwarber after a season or just, like, even traded. you could it, get
2: something for him.
1: You know, like, yeah, but, like, the thing is, if the dude is hitting 210, 215 by the trade deadline with 20 home runs. I don't know he got if hot. I mean that means he got hot a little bit, yeah. But like it's just like if he like, but like the thing is like, is that the value that you want every single year for the next four years? No,
2: it's not, and that's why the gap I think between him and Castellanos is so large, and we need to stop prioritizing pure power because one, it's not fun to watch, but two. More importantly, I do not think maybe the numbers will lie. I do not think pure power in you know, a really shitty average and higher average without as much power and just generating hits and on base is really going to equate to a higher offensive WAR for that lower average guy. Yeah, right? I, I mean think you're bringing so much more to the lineup if you're hitting 280, 15 yeah, runs.
1: Yeah, that's true. I, I I agree with that completely. And you know the thing is, Kyle Schwarber isn't Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard was at least hitting you know. 230 something 240 you know what i mean it's just like run home is the power hitters of this generation I, mean, yeah. I know i know and he was hitting 30 35 home runs a season at least yeah you yeah. know it's just like it's different when you're hitting 235 to 240 with 30 plus home runs that's like in okay. like in 100 in okay. like 90 rbis or 100 rbis like that's okay that is pro- that's production but it's like you know, I, I don't know if it was really worth it to get Schwarber. And Schwarber's average was something that I worried about from the beginning, besides being injury prone, was his average. Because he's never been a good average hitter. No. You know, and I don't know. It's just, it's weird to think, you know, we spent all this money, like, oh, we're going to just, you know, trade him away. at Like, first season we have. I, I, I doubt we will but, like, you know, weirder things have happened in the game with baseball.
0: That's so exactly what I was saying with packaging JT with Reese. Yeah. Like, if you package Reese Hoskins with him, then mm-hmm. that makes the return for him a little bit more valuable because you're getting – like, the team that you're trading these guys to has to take on Schwarber's contract, and they might not right. want to do that. So instead of taking a lesser return, you could increase the value by giving them Reese Hoskins as well. Yeah, so that's true. That's that a way, good idea. Yeah, we're getting rid of. of Schwarber's contract. And you're essentially getting rid of Reese Hoskins' contract too. because Yeah, because
1: he's making... I mean, the Phillies making, aren't going to pay him. I mean, even in arbitration right now, I'm pretty sure he's making at least six or seven million right now this year.
0: Yeah, so probably going right. close to like between 15 to 20 mil a year annually mm. whenever he goes to free agency. I, mean, I like think we'll is the example
2: that. of why you don't do that. You know what I mean? He's getting that Reese Hoskins expected money and you're seeing it out of him right now. I'm not saying Schrober can't get hot. I'm not saying he doesn't have tremendous power, but maybe teams will look at hopefully the Phillies and say, we just gave 17 mil to a guy who hit 30 home runs and batted 210 of the year. Why would we do that?
1: Again? Yeah, it's 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 really weird, but you know, I'm I'm sure that like I'm sure that the Phillies front office is thinking about all of these things that we're talking about. I, I think that uh, no, come on, <laughs> they, they gotta be. It's but Dombrowski Dombrowski's not not one to just you know sit on his hands. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he's gonna do something. He was always proactive with the Tigers. He was always proactive with the Red Sox. He's, he's got to do something. He's going to do something. I think the if, trade did a lot did lazy, though. What? He did, the lazy. He ran, did a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't well. know. I just, I mean, the fact that, like – I mean, like, the Phillies were able to convince him to become the GM when he didn't want to be a GM. So, it's like he must – he must have something up his sleeve. He must have something planned just in case. He's got to have a plan B, C, D, something like that. That's all I'm saying. I have faith in the GM, at least for this year. One more year. This is, this is the season where I'm like, this is make or break for Dombrowski in my eyes. And I don't Before. think Dombrowski is going to be here after his contract. No, no. I, I, have I don't think no so. No chance. Of what,
2: two years in 2024?
1: Yeah, I think after the, he has two more seasons after this one, I think. So, I think he's. Gone. Yeah, but I, I also think he's probably going to go to Nashville, if that expansion, if I that, because that's because that's where he was working on before, and you know it seems more prevalent that that Nashville expansion team is going to happen, so like, and I think that's it's where he wants idea. to be. So I, I think, think that. Bring the
0: team in too. What? I'm go there. Oh, Nashville. it'd be
1: awesome.
2: It's a it's a yeah. great spot for a team. I think it's perfect. I'm tired of Las Vegas getting teams. I think that yeah. area needs a team, yeah. dude. Yeah, that southern area, Mid Atlanta kind of region. Because yeah. like, if you're from southern that part mid, of Virginia, that mid-southern region, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
1: yeah. know. I, don't know. I, I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> it is. It, <it's, laughs> I mean, like, they got the minor league teams all over there, all over yeah. that area. There's minor league yeah. teams, and I and that's where they go. Like, they make a lot of money, mm-hmm. like you know, from the minor league teams. Like the Nashville Sounds is probably, I think, one of the most productive like financially productive minor league teams in minor league baseball like they make really? the most so some- yeah i mean i think that's what they uh, i think they want to name the expansion team the stars because they want to like do an homage to like oh, the nation well i think they want to do it like i, I don't I, I but i feel like you know adopting the sounds is like i don't feel like you know copy and pasting i'd want it
0: to be yeah, original. original no yeah. i
1: agree i, I think
2: you gotta go original it's a fun thought process. Almost anything they
1: decide I'm going to hate, or we're going to hate. I mean, it, just judging oh, from, like, I mean, like, Cleveland, Cleveland going to Guardians was probably one of my least favorite renames. Like, I just, I just thought that the Guardians' name was a cop-out. They should have been the Spiders. Just makes more sense. Spiders are, like, gross, though. Like, I don't know. It's, I'm terrified of Spiders. Yeah, but With it's, the like, Richmond Spiders, like, oh, God. I think the sure logos, by. the Richmond Spiders logo is pretty cool. That's and I think good, that, but I think playing homage to the Cleveland Spiders team, like the legacy. I mean, obviously the legacy was bad. They were one of the worst teams ever, but it's like, you know, I just I, I kinda like, you know, I feel like that's Cleveland though. <laughs> when you have those baseball teams I'm, I'm just i'm unnecessarily shitting on cleveland right now i don't have any hate towards the fans of cleveland but i feel like spiders was a much better name than guardians like come on getting off topic though this okay. is a Phillies yeah. podcast
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I think it's a good place to uh wrap up yeah i, I think, I think so yeah
1: yeah i think so Thank you, everyone, for listening to us babble there at the end, especially me. Uh, This is the 215 Seamer Podcast. See you next week.